Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here at the church in my office, and I've got my Bible open to Luke chapter 7. I'm going to start reading in verse 36. It says, Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves little. Wow. Now, many of us in our lives have experienced life-altering moments when God touches us on a deep level, a moment that, that changes something inside of us and causes us to change direction. I call these altar moments because you see this happening in the Bible. For instance, Abraham built an altar when he arrived at the land of Canaan, the place that God had promised him. Jacob built an altar in the place where God had appeared to him and changed his name from Jacob to Israel. Now for me, this passage of scripture I just read represents an altar moment for me, a life-altering moment. Now, I received Christ into my life when I was 17 years old. Before that, I wasn't a drug addict or a, a, re, a rebellious kid or a party animal. I was just a kid from the suburbs of Santa Clara, California. It was into music and played sports. Now, when I first started going to church after I was saved, I would see people who were passionate followers of, of Christ who were being used in great ways to share the gospel with people Usually they had amazing testimonies of being delivered from a crazy life of sin or addiction. Their passion stemmed from a profound gratitude to God and an understanding of the contrast between their previous life and the life God had saved them into. Now, I wanted to have that kind of passion as both a worshiper and a follower of Christ. I wanted to be used by God to do great things to advance the kingdom of God. And that's when God brought this scripture 
into my life. When I read this story for the first time, my attention was drawn to this phrase that those who have been forgiven much will love much, and those who have been forgiven little will love little. And in my mind, although I knew I had sinned and needed God's forgiveness, I thought of myself like the Pharisee thought of himself, that I had been forgiven little. So I thought, does that mean I'm destined to love little? And that's when God spoke to me. In Jesus' story, he describes a man who owed $10 million and a man who owed $10,000. And God simply said to me, you're the $10 million man. Because this is the thing. Do you think Jesus told that story to the Pharisee so that he would then feel justified in his consternation towards the woman who was wiping Jesus' feet with her hair and with her tears? Was he saying, some people are just destined to love little because they've been forgiven little. So just let her be. She's been forgiven much, so what she's doing is understandable. No, I don't think that could be any further from the truth. What God said to me that day was that the only difference between the Pharisee and the woman was their own perception of their own sin. That if Jesus were to die for just my sin, it wouldn't mean just one stripe on his back or one nail scar in his hand. The weight, the volume, and the pure ugliness of my sin is on full display at the cross. I don't realize how true the statement is of me that I have been forgiven much. I am the $10 million man. And until I truly come to have it revealed to me how much I've been forgiven and the personal nature of Jesus' death on the cross for me, he went through it all for my sins. And until I realize that, I will love little. I will be petty and judgmental. I will not forgive others who hurt me. My worship will be devoid of passion and intimacy. But when I see it, and I'll admit that I would not have seen it if God had not shown it to me, but when I do see it, and I see the depth of his grace towards me and the personal nature of his sacrifice, then my worship is transformed. My passion becomes relentless. I now become quick to forgive others. I will love much. Now, I don't know your story, but I pray that today God will show you that you are the $10 million man. And in receiving that revelation, you will become like this woman who didn't care what anybody else said or did. She was going to worship and serve Jesus with all her heart because she had been forgiven much. Amen.